Hello everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. My name is Daria White. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is the first episode of the new year, so happy new year officially to everyone. And I hope that you all had an amazing Christmas and new year holiday. I know that that can be a tricky time of year for a lot of Christian singles, but I hope and pray first and foremost, you remember who is the reason for the season. And two, that you're grateful that God has blessed us to cross over into a new year. So today's episode, and before I get started with that, if you're not following the podcast, go ahead and follow, subscribe, make sure that you are following on Instagram at my single plus. You can also follow the blog, mysingleplus.com and the YouTube channel. You can also check that out there. There's the combination of audio as well as video podcasts I'm going to be doing. And I wanted to, with this particular episode, this is definitely personal to me because this literally just happened within the last 48 hours. And at first I wasn't sure the topic as the first episode of the new year, but when this happened, I definitely got that sense from the Lord to go ahead and see if this can be encouraging to you all. And I am in quite a few singles groups on Facebook. You all know about the Christian Singles Hub. There are others out there that you can join, but I'm personally an ambassador for the Christian Singles Hub. So if you're looking for godly community, you can definitely check out the group. And you could also become an insider where you have the opportunity to um, access even more exclusive content where we have business meetups, prayer calls, uh, movie nights, ladies night, you name it. And I've been seeing a lot of posts recently in the group and there's a combination of, you know, encouraging posts, funny posts, but you do have those that are venting. They're sharing where they are on this singleness journey. A lot of people are just being honest and say, hey, you know, I'm dealing with loneliness. I'm dealing with anger. I'm dealing with frustration. And I wanted to kind of dig into today's episode, which is why I'm calling it Thoughts and Triggers, because I recently was triggered this week. And before I knew it, it sparked a thought and it immediately shifted things when it came to my mood. And my mood was pretty, (laughs) was pretty good. You know, I was having a good day. I was being productive with work. And all of a sudden this thought crossed my mind. And before I knew it, the thought stayed too long. It stayed too long before me catching it, casting it down as we're supposed to biblically. And before I knew it, my mood went from feeling good to feeling doubtful to feeling insecure. And thankfully, I've learned how to practically, you know, apply Romans 12 too, because at first to hear that verse and read that verse, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I never really quite understood how, okay, Lord, you know, I know that's what the word says, but how am I supposed to take this thought and disarm it? How am I supposed to take this thought and take it and, and, and take my power back as opposed to allowing this to change my mood, to change how I feel about myself and allow the enemy to just beat me down in my thoughts? So I want to use this episode, I say all that to say, I want this to encourage you because I think for a lot of us as Christian singles, the thoughts stay too long. What do I mean by that? If a thought of you feeling lonely passes by, if the thought and feeling of anger passes by and you don't understand why you're still single after so many years, after so many 
prayers that you've prayed, out of all the things that you've done to work on yourself and to grow and nothing has happened regardless of in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, getting close to 60. It doesn't matter what age group you're in. If you feel like, Lord, I just don't get it. And you're getting down on yourself. You're wondering, are you attractive enough? You're wondering, is someone going to take interest in you? Are you interesting enough? You're wondering, you know, am I missing something with my personality? Whatever it is that you do to pick yourself apart, to think what's wrong with you. I want you to use this as a reference point to practice stopping the thought and not allowing it to stay for too long. Because the enemy can only make thoughts and suggestions, but it's us who give it power. It's us who allow it to fester and grow. And before you know it, it's gotten into your feelings and now your whole mood has changed. You're irritated, you're frustrated, you're angry. So I'll just speak with what happened with me. Once that thought came to mind and it just made everything come up to the surface, like I said, doubts, insecurities, everything just surfaced for me. And I began to feel bad. I began to think, you know, just poorly of the situation. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Is this even worth it type of a thing? And I had to stop myself. I wait a minute, Dari, wait a minute. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? And I literally had to break it apart. So how do you do this? When that thought comes, for example, No one's ever going to take interest in me. No one is ever going to want to be with me. Break that down. Like, wait a minute. What are are you saying? That's a bit extreme, don't you think? No one ever out of 8 billion plus people on the planet. Think about that. It may be the people in your area. It may be the people in your circle that may not have taken interest. But the entire world, you mean no one? When you think about it in the grand scheme of things, that's a bit extreme. Or if you're dealing with anger because you've been single all this time, everybody else around you is getting married and having kids, and you're angry with God, and you don't know if you want to pray anymore, you don't know if you want to talk to God. Okay, let's break that down. Why are you really angry? Is it because of what you want and that expectation that you had? Are you really disappointed? Break that down. God, I'm really disappointed. I thought I would have this by now. I thought I would have the marriage. I thought I would have the kids or I thought I would have that job. I thought I would have this. But God, I'm really, really disappointed. But does that mean that God has never blessed you? Does that mean that God has never taken care of you? To say that, that would be extreme because we still have breath in our lungs. We're still able, you know, to get up every morning. I mean, he still wakes us up every morning. It's not the alarm clock that wakes you up. So breaking down these thoughts and really questioning, why am I thinking this? Lord, where is this coming from? God, why is this bothering me the way that it is? Don't just allow the thought to race in your mind. Attack it. Ask yourself why. And as you break it down, as you ask those questions, ask God, okay, God, what's the truth of this situation? So back to the example of loneliness. Okay, Lord, yes, I do feel lonely. Yes, I may feel like, you know, no one's taking interest. But Lord, that doesn't mean that it can't happen. I don't know your timing. I don't know what's around the corner. I don't know who I could possibly meet as I get in community and as I just enjoy where I am. I I don't know what may happen, Lord. So I'm just taking my hands off of it in terms of trying to force something to happen and trusting you with the process. So 
that is kind of twofold because yes, you're doing your part. I mean, you can't expect to meet your spouse if you never leave your home, (laughs) but you know, if you're in community, if you're branching out in different communities, like here, I always mention the hub, you know, over 5,000 singles there. We have singles and the insiders that meet regularly. It's like there are opportunities. And if you're doing that and stuff still hasn't happened, it could just be down to the timing of God. I don't know. But what's more important, you getting what you want or believing God If this is truly a deep desire of your heart, and yes, I hear it all the time. We see it all the time in the group. Marriage is not promised to everyone. Yes, I completely understand that. Absolutely, it's not promised to everyone. It's not even a promise, but it is a gift. And if it is something that you desire, I do believe that God still puts kingdom partnerships together. He still brings godly men and women together for his glory. And if you want to be a part of that, then you definitely, you definitely can believe for that. Just know what you're getting into. I really believe that that's what that verse means in Song of Solomon, where it talks about don't awaken love before it's time. And I think a lot of us, we want love, but a lot of us don't even know what the magnitude of that means. Love meaning sacrifice. Love meaning not about me, but us and us serving together for the glory of God and me denying my needs sometimes in order for us to win together versus me being selfish and only caring about myself because the human nature itself is selfish. So for me to put that aside and die to my flesh in order for the sake of the covenant, not everybody is willing to do that. So that was a different revelation for me when it says don't awaken love before it's time, meaning if you're not fully committed to this thing, don't get in it. Don't play with it. If you're not fully committed, if you're not all in, don't do it. Don't enter into marriage lightly. Thank you. Oh, you know, yo, it, it's so much deeper than that. So, or if you're on the other side of things, when it comes to anger and frustration, again, break that down. What's, what's triggering you? You may have to learn some healthy boundaries to protect yourself. That may mean monitoring the movies that you watch. That may mean monitoring the music that you listen to. It's not to be legalistic, as I mentioned before in previous episodes, but if certain things are triggering you, it could be the social media posts. You don't have to look at those posts, okay? You can turn off those apps. You don't have to stay on for as long. You can stay on your page, check your page. You don't have to see what everybody else is doing. But see, social media gives us you know, an anonymous picture into other people's lives or voyeurism. That's what I mean. Anonymous voyeurism. So we get to look into other people's lives without them knowing it. So you're looking to see and you're seeing all these posts of people who are where you want to be. And you have no idea what their marriage is like. You have no idea what that relationship is like. They're only posting the highlights. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. So dig into these things. Why are these thoughts lingering? What is triggering them? And take that to the Lord in prayer. Surrender those thoughts in prayer. And I can only speak for me with what I had to do. Once I broke down those thoughts, I immediately went to prayer. And I confessed what I wanted to happen, meaning I wasn't praying from a place of defeat. Lord, all the, Lord, everything is going wrong. Lord, nothing is working. Lord, I don't understand. 
it could be easy to pray like that. But I had to even change how I was praying. Like, you know what, Lord, your word says this and your word says that. And Father, I am your child. And this is what I believe. And this is what you're going to have to even switch up your prayers because we are already in victory because of what Jesus did on the cross. So if you're praying from a place of defeat already, we got to change that too. We got to change that too. And I know it feels weird. It feels awkward. Like, but I am in this situation, but nothing is happening, but nothing is working. It doesn't matter. This is not about sight. This is about faith. And the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith. And if you're not a watcher of The Chosen, I definitely encourage you to catch up because season three has been so good. And I recently just watched the episode where the woman of the issue of blood is cured. And Jesus tells her, you know, it wasn't the fact that you touched, you know, the hem of my garment. It was your faith. Your faith is what healed you. Faith is what moves God. So if your faith is struggling, ask God to increase it. Lord, help me to increase my faith. How does faith come? By hearing, hearing by the word of God, staying in the word. We may hear that as Christians, like, okay, yes, read my Bible. Okay, I need to listen to the word. Okay, yes, do my devotional. But y'all, this is so much deeper than you just listening to the word or reading through the Bible. This is about you taking to heart what the scripture is saying and asking Holy Spirit to give you revelation and allowing it to take root. Not for it to be choked out, not for it to be robbed by the enemy, but for the word to take root in your spirit so that it can bear fruit. And if you don't know where to start, download the Bible app. (laughs) If you have trouble reading and you have trouble focusing, just download the Bible app and hit the play button. Choose the translation that best suits you and hit the play button. That's what I've been doing. I would probably give it maybe since... I'm going to say maybe September of last year or October. And I can't even describe to you what originated. I just believe that the Lord led me to start listening to scripture at night, right before bed. And it's been consistent ever since then. And I, it's almost like when these things happen, when life happens, God brings the word back to my remembrance because the Holy Spirit, it, he, he is, what's the word I'm looking for? He is your memory card. <laughs> I'm all for those who want to memorize scripture. Absolutely. But even when I don't have a verse memorized as of yet, Holy Spirit will bring it back to remembrance. So he is your memory card. So allow him to just download it into your spirit. Listen to the word. Play it over and over again from Genesis to Revelation. I've been in the Old Testament for who knows how long. And then sometimes I'll go to the New Testament. But for some reason, I've been really digging into the Old Testament, just listening to it. And then God will move me and I'll start listening to the gospels and it'll take me through Galatians, Ephesians. So just get into the word. There's so much richness there. If these thoughts, if these thoughts that are making you feel some type of way, it's changing your mood and you're feeling poorly, then get into the word and replace those thoughts with his thoughts. How do we get into the mind of God? By reading his thoughts. His thoughts are in the Bible. Everything we need to know is in the Bible. Yes, there are some gray areas where his spirit will give you specific directions on what to do, but everything else is in the Bible. And we can't know what to do if we don't open the Bible. So whatever is triggering you, take it to the Lord in prayer and go to the Bible. Whatever it is that you're thinking that you know is not right, go to the Bible and say, okay, God, this thought is not lining up with your words. So we got to shift things here. And I remember reading that. I'm still going through Deborah Ferletta's book, Are You Really Okay? And she talks about that when it comes to thoughts. She's like, your 
the Bible is your guidebook. So if this particular thought does not line up with the word of God, then you know it's a lie. You know it's wrong. But sometimes we don't think that because we're just allowing that thought to race. But compare that thought to the word of God. If you're thinking I'm not worthy, I'm not interesting, what does the Bible say? No, the Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says I'm a chosen generation. The Bible says that, you know, he knows and he's, he's, he's numbered the hairs on my head. So he knows me. He knit me together in my mother's womb. So this lie of being lonely and this lie of not being interesting is far from the truth because his word says that he is with me always. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. We got to get our faith up, you all. And yes, you will have moments. I'm not saying you won't have a moment. I had a moment. But how long are you allowing the moment to stay? How long are you allowing that thought to linger? We have the weapon. We have the tools to combat the enemy. Are we using them? Are we using them? So you all know, I never say, you know, stop feeling like that. I would never dismiss anyone's pain. I would never dismiss anyone's pain when it comes to this area of singleness. And there are those that just, they just long they long to be with someone. They long to have that marriage. They long to have the relationship. They long to have a family. But I want to challenge us to go deeper. How much more does Jesus long to be with us? And are we taking the time to cultivate that relationship with him? Because I've said this before, it really resonated with me when Pastor Michael Todd said it. If God is not enough for you, if Jesus is not enough for you, then no other person will be. Because yes, this person may love you to the ends of the earth. They may be an amazing spouse, but they are just as flawed. They're just as human as you are. They're going to make mistakes. So you can't put all of your trust in them to make you happy. When the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is there regardless of the circumstances where happiness depends on your circumstances. So even if in a moment where you don't feel happy, you can still have the joy of the Lord. You can still choose to trust him and his plan for your life. So I don't know what's triggering you today. I don't know what thoughts have been taking your mood and just bringing you down to a low point. But get back in the word, get back in the presence of God and remember who you are in Christ. Remember. Yes, you will have a moment. I'm telling you, you will have moments. And I love how Deborah puts it in the book. It's not if things happen, it's when things happen because we live in a sinful world. So let's stay prepared by staying in the word. And when the enemy attacks, he may get, you know, a good hit every now and then. He may catch you off guard, but you're still more than a conqueror. And the war has already been won by Jesus Christ. So you are victorious. So, Father, thank you for those that are listening right now. Thank you for a brand new year, Lord. Thank you, God, that we have authority, even down to our thoughts. You've given us authority, God, and we can cast down thoughts that don't honor you. We can cast down thoughts, Father, that lead us into feelings of loneliness, feelings of depression, anxiety. We have authority, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that we won't forget that, that we won't allow these thoughts to stay for too long, that we allow these toxic thoughts, Father, to make us question who we are, question who you are, question our value, question our worth. But Father, I pray that, if, that we would just remember and practically practice that if these thoughts don't line up with your word, they don't belong, they don't need to stay. 
So I pray, God, we would just stay in your word. We would stay in your presence. That We would just walk in the spirit. How do we do that practically, Lord? How do we do that? I believe one way you've taught me, Lord, is to just acknowledge you. Your word says to acknowledge you in all of our ways. Acknowledge you throughout the day. Acknowledge you when something goes wrong at work. Acknowledge you, Father, if you know something bad happens in a, with a family relationship. Acknowledge you, Father, with whatever it is. Because you keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on you. So, Father, some of us don't know how to do that. So, Father, I pray you would teach us how to walk with you. Teach us, Father, how to keep you involved in every area. And then, Father, I pray for godly community as we grow together and we can learn from each other. That's what discipleship is for, so that we can learn. We're not, we're not meant to figure it out on our own, Father. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, for those that are feeling lonely, that you remind them that they are not alone. I pray for those who are angry. I pray, Father, that they would just come to you first and foremost with those feelings and be honest about it. And then ask you, Father, to heal that pain, to heal those wounds, to heal that disappointment. I pray for those, Father, who feel like marriage is never going to happen for them. They feel like their lives are over. Is it too late? I'm running out of time. I'm getting older. This hasn't happened yet. Holy Spirit, you are outside of time. You are outside of time and you can change things in an instant. You can change things, Father, at your will. So, Father, I just pray that you will remember who's in charge, who's in control. And I thank you, God, that you are still putting kingdom partnerships together. Regardless of what the world says about marriage, regardless of what culture says and trying to change what marriage is and what it isn't. Holy Spirit, marriage is a husband and wife coming together in the sight of God and their marriage is to reflect Jesus Christ in the church so that his love can be seen in the earth. So Holy Spirit, I believe that we are taking this back. You are giving us authority to take this area back where marriages are staying together. Children aren't being raised in broken homes. Children aren't being raised in chaotic homes because the man and the woman don't get along and there's so much strife and bickering. And Father, I pray for stability back in the homes. And Father, I thank you for the single parents who are doing their best to raise their children in a stable home. But it was never intended, Father, for them to do it by themselves. You meant it to be a family unit with a husband and wife. So Holy Spirit, continue to empower that single mother. Continue to empower that single dad. It may not have worked out the way that they thought, Father. But Lord, they can still depend on you and they can still trust you, Father, as they raise their children in the Lord. Thank you, God, that you are restoring this area of relationships. And it starts now in singleness. And when we are whole and complete in you, Jesus Christ, realizing that you are enough. You are enough. A spouse is just a bonus. So I thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you, again, are looking for godly community and you would like a space for Christian singles, there's the Christian Singles Hub on Facebook. You can join the group over 5,000 members and you can also become a hub insider and get even more exclusive access to our online events. So we will hope to see you there. You can also go to the ChristianSinglesHub.com, read up more about us, not just our online events, but also in-person events. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Stay safe. God bless. Bye.